It's that time of week, folks. Sit back and relax as you join us on Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Nate. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Good evening. Good evening is... Uh... <laughs> it, it is, right. I mean, it's just it's getting dark. A... It is. It's been a beautiful day here in that wet, drizzly sort of day. Um, it, it's been great getting ready for the... The week ahead, the weekend coming. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's kind it, of, you know, <laughs> it's like the calm before the storm, and we literally we will have some storms here tonight, I think. Well, May is the new April, don't you know? So uh, now it's May. Yeah. May showers bring more flowers. I don't know. Bring flowers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's a good term. <laughs> yeah, June flowers. I don't know. Uh, well, we have flowers coming up now, but um, anyway, how's your week been, dude? Or well, now it's kind of a week and a half since we're recording on a Tuesday. Oh, it's been a busy week. Uh, we've we had those preemies that were born ten days early, about oh twelve days ago. Uh, they're doing well. They're in the house. They're probably due to be heading out to the barn here shortly. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got. Two does we were due this weekend. Uh, one is a, a yearling, our first Leocadio daughter, uh, Maggie. And then uh, Addie. Addie will be freshening again with Leocadio kids. Uh, it'll be the first time for her, but, you know, the umpteenth Leocadio set <laughs> that we'll have. But we're yeah. still we're kind of really excited for that one. Well, if you're not excited, then why, why are you breeding, you know? Exactly. you got to <laughs> make the breeding something you're excited for. Yeah. we uh, The last week and a half, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, Tierney was on uh, vacation visiting my parents down in South Carolina. Uh, she took Alice and her mom with her, so they had fun. Uh, while before they left... Uh, Vasquez, our buck, um, he's got he has a uh, skur. Oh, the skur, the skur, the skur. And uh, so I was like, okay, this thing's starting to turn back towards his head. I don't want it to become a problem. I'm gonna nip this in the bud and get it taken care of. So I have OB wire, right? So I'm like, I just saw it off, <clears throat> and. Uh, so I get him on the stand, and I have Tierney with me, and I'm like, here's blood stop powder just in case he bleeds. You know, he shouldn't. Um, and then I'm going to do this just now make sure you, he doesn't fall off, fall off the stand. Now, just to be clear, Go you're ahead. thinking you're only going to take a little bit off, right? <clears throat> yeah, I was going to take You're basically about, like just trimming it. Yeah, it was going to be like four inches. It was going to come down to um, maybe three 
Uh, but yeah, it wasn't going to be anything crazy. So I start with the saw, um, and he's doing fine. He's standing still. But all of a sudden, he yanked his head back, and as I was sawing, and the whole thing just ripped off his head. So he starts bleeding profusely. Uh, While see- eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's perfectly fine. The video fine. you sent me—he was—he was like unfazed by it, you know, just kind of yeah. like, "Oh, well, look, there's some oats over there." And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't care, but he—he he made a mess, and we got blood stop powder on him, and it was touch and go for a second because I mean he was bleeding pretty good. I mean it was running down his face, and just it started out spurting. It was just not pretty sight. So I'm glad you know we're on a private property and there wasn't like any cops or anything going by because they think i was doing something some religious cult thing with my goat (laughs) so but we got the bleeding to stop it's healing well we're gonna have the vet at some point in the very near future come out um and take care of his his uh scurs um it's already starting to grow back again so well, yeah, like, yeah, they they, they <clears throat> grow pretty good, right? Especially once they've been, I don't know, wounded like that. They like, they've come out. Yeah. Um. So plus now they're both both skurs. He's got one on his left side. It's smaller, but now they're going to be pushing up against each other and just causing irritation. So we're going to get that taken care of. Um. Hopefully before fly season. Um. So then today, well, this so then Sunday night while Tierney's gone. I uh, decided let's party hard and clip the bucks in my basement at 10 o'clock at night. Where? <laughs> in my basement. <clears throat> Which my basement's uh, also, also a garage. So, like, okay, it's. Okay, so it's like, in saying it's, it's your basement, it's not like you're bringing them into the house and down the staircase, past the wine rack or the liquor no, rack. And, no, no, no. And down, you know, you know by the furnace, you're. Opening a garage door and taking them in. Well, I'm actually opening up. There's a there's a man door, just a normal door, uh, there as well. And I just bring them in the side door there and put them up on the stand and use the shop vac to get rid of all the hair. And uh, yeah, so we got them clipped um, with a ten blade, which is Woo! yeah, yeah. They're uh, they they should be okay for the show. They should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, so, um. So then, today, <laughs> this is my week, man. Plus, I've been super busy at work. But uh, today, after work, I uh, tattooed kids and had a mishap tattooing kids. Made a huge rookie mistake and didn't just which we'll discuss double... later. Well, okay. If you want, well, let's to discuss, discuss it later. It's part okay. of the, we'll our topic. It. it is part yeah. of our topic. All right, so then I tattooed kids. I tattooed an adult animal. Uh, I won't say who, but uh, realized he wasn't tattooed, so I had to tattoo him. Uh, so I tattooed him, and he's good to go now. And now we just have tomorrow I'll bathe the bucks again because they're still grimy even after their first bath. And uh, then maybe touch up a kid. That I'm bringing to a show this weekend, and yeah, that was my week. How, what else, was there anything interesting like that for you? No, no, I think our week actually, for once, was uh, pretty quiet. I mean, other than 
um, you know, like today, <clears throat> having I had to put the hay elevator together because I'd taken it apart and I had <clears throat> stored it in our livestock trailer mm-hmm. for the winter. You know, the trailer's going no place. Hay elevator's got to be put away. Um, lack of space, you, know, you don't want it out in the elements. So I, I took it apart and I put it in the livestock trailer. So to empty the livestock trailer to get things ready for the week ahead, I had to put our hay, hay elevator together. And then it's been quiet, really. Um, and that's good for once. <laughs> quiet's not a bad thing. We, um... It's not. I mean, we also were getting ready for our buck show coming up. But again, that we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, now we do have news coming up. Adga news. So Adga news this week. There's a new executive director that has been hired and will start. What was it? May tenth, I think I saw. Yeah, yeah, I think it was May tenth. Uh, his name is Lance Gerlock. Uh, he has looking at his information, looking him up on the old interwebs and Facebook. Uh, he's got lots of. Uh, sales experience in the uh, dairy cattle industry. Um, he has experience with nonprofits, uh, which is great because yeah, hello, yeah, dairy goats and we're a nonprofit. Uh, but lots of sales, um, which is good because maybe he'll he'll be able to get ag uh, more profitable in the future. So that seems uh, like a good fit. Um, I can't wait to hear from him and and be able to see what he's all about. Uh, but so, congratulations to him, um, and and welcome to the registry if if you do listen. Uh, we also have linear appraisal. The re- refresher uh, occurred last weekend. This, this I think past Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. past Sunday. Um, yeah. So and a few uh, people have already been contacted about having appraisal done. Yes, there's actually already been one appraisal that's been completed. Oh, really? It's already been completed? Yes. Uh, in Arizona, I want to say. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, um, they had plane ticket already or something like that. Yes. Yes, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they had a plane. The appraiser had a plane ticket that was supposed to be for last year's appraisal. It was going to expire. It just so happened that all this stuff happened uh, where they got their refresher, uh, got their higher paperwork in because all the appraisers received uh, W-4s and, and stuff like that uh, for being hired back uh, with ADCA. Now, I just want to touch on that quickly. I've seen a lot of people on social media asking why we aren't hearing more about linear appraisal. And a, a lot of these appraisers, we still have to get the pay, all the paperwork back from them. I mean, yeah, and they still have to schedule stops. I mean, these appraisers were just hired, right? So it's going to yeah. take some time uh, to feel, you know, work out what appraisers are available when. Because let's say, let's let's you know, let's say it. these appraisers didn't know if they were going to have appraisal this year. They have a responsibility to themselves and their families or whatever to make an extra income. And let's face it, most appraisers, quite a few of them, are also judges. So some of them have taken jobs 
for certain yeah. weekends. So it's just it's a big game of when are you available and when can we get these stops in. There's a lot of people that put in for appraisal this year because it didn't happen last year. So it's I a think lot I heard of over, moving parts. Over 1,400 stops? Yeah. Did I hear that? Yeah. You know, like I've said many times in the last six, seven months, if they have appraisal, which they are obviously now, most likely not everybody's going to get seen. That's just I, the yeah. breaks. Yeah. They're, they're not going to um, be able to fit everybody in. There's no way. Not this late. That or they're going to try to get people make fewer stops with as many pe- people or as many animals as they can fit in one day at that one stop. And yeah, some some people are just going to be told, "Sorry, I can't fit you." Yep. So, and, uh, and I hope I'm not one of those people, but eh, you know, at I'll this understand. Point, yeah, exactly. At this point, if I get my three does and milk appraised and my dry off dry the Nigerian since I guess you know usually they don't they for mature does if even if they're dry or stale as they call it uh they tend to see if there's enough udder there to appraise them yeah I think it, it depends on um it's all the does and uh, mature does of that breed um mm. at the farm also um if she's dry you just she's dry you can take her but yeah. um more than likely you'll be able to either option out or the appraiser can option her out for being dry um at the same time some appraisers can look and go you know there's things i can appraise here on honor and give you something yeah you know it's- so yeah, it's if I don't get seen, it is what it is. You know, I have not, I've yet to be appraised yet. Two of my does are yearlings that are milk, so honestly, I wouldn't be too heartbroken. Um, <clears throat> now we also had last Monday an informational meeting uh, with the directors and the executive committee. So I'd like to applaud uh, everybody for being able to come together and finally discuss what's going on with ADGA. <clears throat> it, uh, now that, yeah, sorry, John. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it, it did sound like not everything got discussed on that topic, Some, but there was a, uh, at least at the time, it, it was made uh, known that there would be an effort put forth by leadership to be a little more forthcoming with information. Um, or at least to communicate a little better. Right. Uh, I, I think for many of us, that's the main thing we wanted. Um, so. Yeah. And so the EC presented a slideshow to the directors. Uh, we're not going to go slide by slide um, with this. Uh, it's all on Facebook. If anybody hasn't been able to find the information, go ahead and message me and I'll get it to you. Uh, Cause it is something that you might want to read through. Um, but it's, <clears throat> NG is just a continuing. I don't know what's going on with my voice right now. I feel like I'm losing my voice. Anyway, uh, NG is uh, still costing us money to get these repairs done. Um, our finances apparently are fine. Um, stamp duplicates are able to be used. 
until August, which we've discussed already. I believe September. it was August. September. September 15th. September. Okay. Yeah, September 15th um, with the option to extend it to December. Right. Uh, and, you know, they discussed the backlog and ways to uh, relieve the employees. Now I saw that they posted a uh, job for the office for a, I think I saw full-time, I can't remember right off the top of my head, yeah, uh, for a full-time employee. Was. Yeah, it was yep. posted yesterday or today. Um, so they're they're trying to get more people in there, more bodies to man the shift. Samson is sneezing up a storm, and I apologize. Are you all right? <laughs> Are you okay, Samson? He's still sneezing. Sorry. <clears throat> Go out. <laughs> if you have birds possibly chirping in the back and I have a dog that's sneezing he got uh, some pollen up his nose because we're just a river of pollen here in the Hudson Valley right now um, but yeah did you want to add anything on that EC no I board? think we I think that was pretty much it that what we covered um, I mean it, we obviously didn't cover everything um, no no that, that no, could be a whole it, episode it would, yeah, yeah, I'm sure someone will pick that up. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's something where at least we got something. Yeah, we have something. It may not be the answers we wanted to hear. It may have been the answers we were thinking we were going to hear. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. As as I lamented throughout all of this, uh, I know I've been quite loud on social media and hear about my disdain for the lack of communication. I will say thank you to the EC and the board for being able to get together. And I will say, although late, thank you, Ken, for coming out with a letter to the members yep. addressing these issues. That's all we ever wanted. And, um, and he didn't just like post it on <clears throat> social media. He emailed it. I know I got a copy. Yeah, me too. In my email. Uh, if you get emails from Adka, you got an email from Ken, from Ken. So, uh, yeah, th thanks for reaching out to the members, Ken. Um, I'm sure yeah. you're listening, and uh, just keep that communi communication open. That's all we need. Um, so yeah, let's let's uh, move on to something that's a little bit more fun. I know you and I are excited for this, not only because it's a fun topic, but also because. We're prepping right now. We're uh, we're prepping for a show, folks. Yeah. Um, and prepping our. We've been animals. doing it all for quite a while. In fact, I think this weekend is part of what made it such that we weren't recording. Yeah. For some of it. It's exactly what it was. Um, <laughs> we, we we promised to be better about getting our uh, recordings done on time and promptly, but we had a bunch of other things come up such that it made it difficult. Uh, but we, we've been getting ready for a show here in the Northeast. We have the, uh, Northeast Buck Extravaganza, Ultimate New York. The Ultimate uh, Buck Show. It's the 25th one. Yep. Last year would have been 25th. Folks, it's going to be Leah Cadio versus Orion. Oh. Head to head for the first time as two-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> we bet you and I have been waiting for this moment for... Two years now. Not I'm that. always waiting for a good buck show. I always want to see who, who's out there. For um, two years, you and I have been going back and forth, Nate, 
getting amped up about these bucks and saying how much we can't wait to get them both in the ring together. Uh, now, whoever comes out as victorious, or even if neither of them do, uh, it's going to be a really fun time. I can't wait to show against a really good friend and a really good buck. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and that's I think the the part I love about showing is at least with the Oberhausers, a lot of us are friends. We all know each other. Um, sometimes we're traveling to each other's farms for breedings or, or helping each other out otherwise. I think um, that's with any breed, though, really. Uh, well, most breeds, really. So Right. So I think then stepping in the show ring and, and for that little bit, you, you have a bit of a competition against each other. Um, you know, it's it's what I think we all live for. It's part of, you know, the the birth of this podcast um, is 100% being at ringside and the family we have for there. <clears throat> now, uh, you know, I think some of us have started prepping, you know, some of us might've started actually back in February with conditioning of the animals, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, um, I'll, say, otherwise, I'll say this, the actual more tan. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I'll, I'll say this, my uh, prepping for this show is a little bit later than I might have liked. I would have liked to be said and done by last Thursday, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you know, life comes up. I, I think, uh, you know, getting the animals healthy, getting them in good, good, good rig, good condition is that first step um, that yeah. any of us have. Um, we've discussed that in previous podcasts. But we've never really gone into the nitty gritty, um, the crazy little things we all do in prepping the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's let's kick it off. So, how far ahead of a show do you start prepping your goats? I'm, and I'm not talking body condition and all that. I'm talking uh, clipping, getting them ready in the show ring. Yeah. The, the fitting, the grooming. Mm-hmm. So it actually starts with a look at the 10-day forecast. <laughs> Same. I, I, I actually try to look. not I look at the forecast before the show, day of the show. Then we try to get as much of the post-show forecast as we can, mm-hmm. especially in the early spring. Yeah. Um, what's going on there? Oh, so Tierney, I'm sure it's the mic is picking up the crinkling. Uh, Tierney is uh, making some stuff with her cricket machine, and that's what you're going to be hearing, folks. So. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so once we know what the weather's going to be, it depends on what we're doing. If we're slick sharing, we prefer to, you know, over Hosley's, you know, if you you have that winter coat, and when they're fuzzy like that, they've got a layer of cashmere underneath, and they've got the guard hairs. So the guard hairs make them look that beautiful red and black, you know, with the black trimming. You go to clip them down, the cashmere is still there, and you've got this gray-brown goat with black-ish trim. So, <laughs> Did like, you look at my books? 
I don't have to. I know you have overhazlers. You know, so I know like there's there's some people who actually start like a month or two prior and sh- clip them down to get that that winter coat off if they're able to. Now, if I'm clipped two months prior here, it was yeah. ten degrees. Yeah. Okay, and I'd ha- I wouldn't have goats anymore. Um, so. We'll we'll probably clip we we normally clip a week to two weeks prior if we can, you know weather weather permitting. I find I find with at least my goats here, uh, ten days seems to be the sweet spot where by that tenth day, and they should be in the ring showing uh, their hairs back to being a nice red bay. Uh, you can see the black trim um i can tell you right now most likely it's going to be 50 50 uh my bucks who were shaved on sunday so we'll have six days of growth of hair it's gonna be give or take uh they might they might not look their best but i mean you can you can see what their body is so that's the good the good thing right well the Um, the other the other consideration john you mentioned you did yours on a Number 10 blade. Yeah, so I uh, thought I had a 4 and a 5, but then I remember last year when I was using them, I had a uh, a doe kid that was good at breaking blades. <laughs> uh, let's just put it that way. So I, uh, when looking for my 4 or 5, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that they were destroyed. So, yeah, they got the ten blade. <laughs> so these are a pair of slick shorn bucks. Now, see, we looked at it just for you know. Yes, John and I are both in New York State. He's in the Hudson Valley. Um, John's daytime highs are averaging about seventy right now. Yeah, our I'm two and a half hours away, but I'm more inland. And our daytime highs are averaging 50 to 60. Mm-hmm. And so we're like 10 to 20 degrees cooler. So we got to consider what our animals are going to look like after the show and before the show when it's 50 degrees at home. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's why we're so like, especially these early spring shows, we're really tuned into to the weather. We get into June and July. They're getting a, a slick shorn, you know, yeah, about ten to fourteen days before the show. Right. Um, we'll do we'll do the udders maybe a day or two before the show for yeah. county fairs. You know, a state fair if we were doing a state fair. Um, we might do the night before. Um, so. Yeah, we, uh, <clears throat> udders, I always do the night before a show. I don't care what show it is. I hate scrambling and doing udders the morning of a show. So. Oh, no, we don't. Yeah. But you yeah. see people do that at shows all the time. And I love just being able to do it the night before. Uh, usually at like four or five, I'll do it. And 
they look fine for the show. Um, I just can't stand running around and having to do something instead of just getting ready for the show. Um, See, now, it, it, it's funny. You, you kind of mentioned that, and I think about, you know, one of our previous topics. Maybe we'll ha- do it again. Um, with the showmanship, I know, you know, you get people clipping the day of. Yeah, and, yeah. and and scrambling to get the, the dough ready just in time to get her, you know, throw the whites on, brush your hair, and get in the show ring. I'm guilty of that. You know? <laughs> nope. I was normally clipping as the juniors, as the novices or the uh, juniors were going in the show ring. And, you know, by the time the intermediates came out, I finished, finished washing the hooves. And you know, yeah. No, we. So, uh, you know what that? You know what that reminds me of is when when people clip like the day of the show, and Tierney, who's standing right here, probably remembers. Uh, at the Dutchess County Fair, we're usually parked next to the sheep barn, which is just lovely to be in a camper, and on the other side of the fence is sheep just buying all morning as, as soon as it gets light out. Uh, but there used to be, and well, there's there still is, I'm sure. But there was this guy who was set up right next to us all the time um, at the end of the sheep barn so we could see him every morning. Every day, pretty much all day for the Dutchess County Fair for a week, this old man who had to be in his 60s, 70s, would have this whatever tall breed sheep this is that are just long and huge. And he'd be shearing that sheep, clipping it, show clipping it. Same sheep. Every single day, cleaning the wall, shaping it, and just every day. And I know it's not a goat, but it just—that's what it reminds me of. And I can't—I couldn't stand it. I'd want to relax and enjoy myself. Well, see, now that's the thing where I have to say now in my older age, just me. I—I've gotten to the point where I want them clipped and ready before I show up to the show. I want to be able to walk in. Into the sh- you know the show barn, you know have the pens there, and then set up and just kind of sit back and look and and watch a show and not be scrambling trying to get others finished trying to get you know the clip the job done in that one there or, or but right. no I think you so I think we're both in in general consensus I said a week to two week which if you average it. It's about ten days. Um, now I did notice when with the Nigerian dwarfs when we had them, ten days wasn't enough time really for them. I feel like two weeks probably would have been better um, for them to get that that fluff back because they uh, just and- they they lose their color. Uh, like we, our gold doe, uh, she just was super pale. Uh, our buckskin, same deal. Um, so it it depends on the breed. Every breed's going to be different, and you've got to yep. practice to to know what's going to work for your breed and for your type of animals. I know there's Oberhosley that are super shaggy, uh, like Orion. He his his guard hairs on his back are like six inches long when they're at their longest. <laughs> Even in his summer coat, he just has a mohawk down his back. And then I have other animals like Merrimack who is still, you know, losing her undercoat, but she's super, like, I I could probably get away with not clipping her for a show for the first show of the season. I'm going yeah. to, but.
but I could get away with it. Um, no, no, yeah. So it just I depends mean, on the animal. Well, and you get like, for example, black animals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you select them and you give them that ten to fourteen days of regrowth, they'll yeah. have just enough hair that they'll just be that nice sharp black. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you won't see the skin underneath. It may be pale, may not be, and they'll they'll look really sharp. You get a sonin though. It depends on the sonin. I've seen sonins where they look great. Um, right. Yeah. So, with that all said, we have probably some newer listeners. I mean, sheesh, judging from last week, we have a lot of people that are tuning in, so I'm sure there's some new people. Um, the best way to find a show, like, how before anything as far as clipping, how do you even find these shows in your area, Nate? You know, uh, for us, we, we that's a hard, that's not a fair question. It is a fair question. No, 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 not, it's more of John, how did you find the show? It's because my thing is, I grew up with these shows. Okay. All I had so. to go is, they usually <laughs> held a show at the state fairground on the first weekend of June. Hey, do they still do that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for me, I, I knew where most of the shows were already. Otherwise, as far as the new shows, like the county fairs, um, honestly... Um, for New York State, the New York State Dairy Goat Breeders Association has a uh, good schedule on their webpage where most of the county fairs are listed. Not all of them. Uh, I live in Shenango County. Shenango County uh, show is never listed. But the other thing we do is we, we talk to the other exhibitors. When we go to, for example, the Altamont Buck Show, there will be people there handing out flyers for other shows. Yeah. Um, especially at the larger club shows. Um, the other thing is, if you do have Facebook and you're on Facebook, you get in some of there's Actually, there's a, a goat show in the USA, I think is the name of the group. Yes. Um. That's a great one, but you're going to get everything from, if you're in New York, you're going to get told about the Arizona shows and California shows, too. Well, uh, so how I, when we first started out, yes, goats were pets, but then we wanted to start breeding and breeding high quality. So we started getting registered to animals that were decent, and then... I just happen to have family that has dairy goats. And they're like, oh, you should come to the Dutchess County Fair. So we did that. Um, but then, uh, like on Facebook, I'm seeing all these guys showing. And I'm like, where where'd they get all that info? Like, how'd they know that show was going on? So then I joined the our district for ADGA, uh, their Facebook page, District 2. Uh, and then it's like, oh. Here's where you can find some information. Uh, you know, New York State Dairy Goat Breeders Association. Join that page. Find information there. Uh, as Cameron Jodlowski would like to say, uh, the Facebooks is a good tool to use as far as 
uh, finding shows and information. Um, I would suggest anybody that's newer to find a local goat club to join. Uh, first of all, it's a great resource. Uh, it gets you in with ADGA as far as getting in, you know, finding out information as far as dairy goats goes. It's a group of people that you could lean on for information if you're newer. Um, and you make friends in these in these clubs. I mean, I'm part of the Progressive Dairy Goat Club, and I consider all of them friends. And there's no drama in these clubs, really. As far as well, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm not. Yeah, part hold of on, club, hold right? on. I do I'm know there are some. I do know that. <laughs> I was gonna say. I know there are some of these clubs out there that do have quite a bit of drama. But okay. I agree. But you, they shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but right. uh, so, I would. Yeah. I would say just just uh, use your resources. Uh, try to make as many friends in the community as you can. Um, shows this time of year are being blasted like crazy. I mean, I know shows on the West Coast that are going on uh, just because of the Facebooks. Uh, so I would say just use that tool. Uh, it's at your fingertips. Why not use it? Um, so that's how well, I got... I find them. So, you know, that, there's that. I did, I did think of one other way that um, my wife and I did start finding the county fairs that have uh, ADGA shows. And quite frankly, in New York State, we have our uh, Department of Ag and Markets has a webpage which will list all the county fairs in New York State. And you go, you go to the click and it'll take you to the webpage for whatever county fair and you can usually browse their uh, the rule book or the fair book and find the goat department if there's a goat department and whether or not there's an ADGA sanctioned show. And um, you can do that if you don't have someone from your local club or the various clubs around you right? who you can refer to. And and hey, you could also use adga.org, which usually has a show list as well. Actually, that has a pretty good one, and that one will tell you generally who the judges are going to be, what mm -hmm. is going to be sanctioned, what is not going to be sanctioned. Um, it's, yeah. uh, it's a good resource. And uh, let's see. So what else? Oh, so you found the show. How do you register for the show? <laughs> Depends on the show. You know, for example, right now I know the uh, Altamont Buck Show is uh, you print off the form, you write, fill it out by hand. It's not a PDF fillable form. You put it in an envelope with a good old stamp and you drop it in the mailbox and you send it. Um, <laughs> or or you can be like uh, me and fill out the form and say, oh, yeah, I got to get envelopes. Okay, let me get envelopes. And then have a whirlwind of a week and totally forget, and there's your entry form sitting on the dining room table. Uh -oh. So so I'm going to have to pay the late entry fee. <laughs> Woo! Which is like an extra now that, 
that that's like the I just got I'm sorry to interrupt me. I just got the look of death from my wife when I said so I'm gonna have to pay the light the late entry fee. She shot me a look, Nate. I'm gonna have to sell all of my goats now, it looks like. Like that five bucks is gonna just hurt us. Whew. It's on Mary Mac. <laughs> wow. <laughs> of all my animals, that's the one you want, huh? Okay. Boss too. Alright, five bucks each. Okay. Woo! Bam! <laughs> you heard it, Jen. No, no, not five dollars, Nate. Five bucks. I have literally five bucks for you. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. So, yeah, I, I can so, arrange that. I can arrange that, but Tyranny won't like it. So, <laughs> so most, so most of these shows, actually, these days, all of these shows have printable entry forms that you can print off. You fill them out. It, it it's easy. In the instructions, it shows you what class, what breed they'll be in, blah blah blah. So you just match it up with your dough, fill out the or buck, fill out the correct information, write yourself a check, pay them versus pay pay them via PayPal or send cash in an envelope with the entry form um, and send it out and you're good to go. Or now, you can it, entry enter the day of. Now, a bunch of the shows mm-hmm. will allow you to download the, fo- the entry form, fill out the PDF fillable entry form, save it, Send email or digitally send it back to whoever you're supposed to send it back to, and then pay PayPal or Vimo. I haven't ran okay. into a, a show that has done that in our area lately. Actually, I think besides Progressive, Progressive did. I was going to yeah, say I think Progressive, Progressive did. Um, I know of a couple county fairs that allowed you to do that, but you emailed it oh, to well, yes. the secretary. Yes. The, um, and then our, you were able our, to PayPal the county fair. Our county fair has it where you do it all online now. And you have to, like, these days, because there's so many dairy goats that are, and there's a cap, there's so many dairy goats that people want to enter, uh, you have to do it at, like, as soon as it opens at, like, 12 a.m. Oh, 12 I heard about that. Yeah, we won't name like the, a race. We won't, we won't name the director. <clears throat> she was, she didn't get in in time last year. Mm-hmm. And you did. I did. But well, it, it I, happens. I, that's, it's nuts from what I've heard. It's like at, by 2 a.m., it's booked. Um, yeah. But I know, like, for example, n- normally the State Fair, they have their own digital entry form. you got to fill out all of this. You get at the end, you pay with a credit card. I think really each show, depending on the level of complexity, has a different mm-hmm. way to enter. Um, most of your local club shows, though, are probably, I think are going to want you to print it off. And uh, if you're lucky, you can scan it and email it to somebody. But most of them want you to mail that form in, if I'm right. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. correct. Um, so you've found a show. You've registered for your animals for the show. Uh, you've, you've read the show. The you've you've clipped the animals. You've you've read the show rules, so you know what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, uh, especially with COVID, 
it's very important to read the show rules. Nate is giving me the stop sign. What about you juniors? Oh, for clipping? Um, Are you going to clip your juniors? No. No, we didn't. We on it. We might do so. Again, now, we're in the, the northeast. It's it's cool. We're gonna do the Tom Rucker trim. We're gonna we're gonna do the Tom Rucker trim. Mm-hmm. You know, which is basically the past and the inside the hockey discussion, tail head, getting the wispies off. Yeah. Um, you know, if you anyone wants to know, it's uh, what buttonheads.com. Yeah, we've, and, we've talked about it on the podcast before, yeah. The cold weather. anyone trend. wants to know, again, we can put a link up on on podcast page. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, but that's the most our juniors are going to get until probably June. Yeah, June. Um, yeah. Our June show, we might lecture them. Kind of, one, because we want to know what's underneath everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's too cold in the Northeast here. Yeah. Here's my rule of thumb as far as clipping kids goes. Um, I tend to not clip them until they can be uh, locked up in the stanchion without having to tie them shut. Right? Um, That's kind of my general rule. I'm not going to mess with them. Um, I'm going to collar train them as best I can, uh, which usually they tend to be fine. Um, And... That's going to be it, right? So usually by the time they're big enough to be shut in, the stanchion is May. Um, yeah. I have a couple bucks that are humongous. Uh, they could probably be uh, shut in the stanchion right now and be clipped. Um, <laughs> Tierney's, <laughs> Tierney's nodding her head, and I'm going to tell you why in a second when we go on to the next part of this topic. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they're they're very large boys, and they could be clipped. But so that's my my rule of thumb. Um, and plus, right now, yeah, they have kid hair, but they're not super wooly, so you can see what you're looking at, right? The judge is going to be able to see that. Shoot, last year at Sunny Sisters, there was a kid that was maybe four weeks old, maybe, and that kid did that kid end up going grand tyranny. Oh, I don't remember. I think it went grand. Um, and <laughs> that kid was not touched by Blade whatsoever. It was Harry as all get out, and it still won. Um, so <laughs> it's honestly a good judge is going to be able to see past some of that hair. And they can put I their hands say, on the animal. We sent a kid uh, to a show last week, and we did yeah. flippers. Did, yeah. Mean, and again, she was four weeks old. And yeah, uh, yeah and she went junior champion. Um, Congratulations, so, by the way. That's a big, it's a big to do. It, it especially, is, it, it, especially because that was. It wasn't like there was four animals for the breed, right? It was a sanctioned show. There was over ten animals in that yep. in that junior class. Uh, so, congrats. Oh yeah, no, and uh, you know, it's uh, it was a good feeling because we were actually delivering her to a new owner, and uh, they. They went home with a doe had a dry leg, so um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they bought and a little bit of green. And now they keep, now she's got her dry leg. So why even take her out of the barn until she freshens? <laughs> I, I don't think I, I, I think they said that she wasn't going to. They're like, oh, she's got a dry leg. She won't come out of the barn until she's two. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> what, so uh, what, what's next, John? Uh, well, <laughs> let's. We're talking about clipping kits, so let's just talk about what clippers we use. Uh, I I personally use the the Andis Ultra Edge. Uh, seems to get the yeah. job done. Now Tierney bought me a different kind of clipper, which was huge, um, but it lost a spring of all things that keeps it like taut, and now it doesn't really? work. Yeah. So and there's nowhere to find a uh, backup spring for it, like a replacement, like anywhere I've looked. Um, they don't make it anymore. So, and it was it was a big, big clipper. I mean, it was basically a ten blade on it, um, but it was thick, so you could really do bodies quick. I can still now that I'm fast and better, um, I can still get an animal done within an hour of doing like a good job on them. Um, but yeah, so I use the Angus Ultra Edge, uh, and I tend to, uh, switch out my blades often-ish, usually once every half hour, just if they get too hot, and that way I can lube the machine and, you know, oil it and, and use coolant spray on it and all that good stuff, um, keep it nice and cool. So, we kind of do a bit of a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first off, when when my kids are doing clippings and they're clipping their 4-H animals for show and ship, uh, they get they get a number seven blade on an Andis Ultra Edge. Uh, I think it's the uh, actually the Andis Ultra Edge two. Yeah, it's a two speed. That's what I have. Yep. 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 And uh, they'll do the whole. The feet, the legs, the body, the head, everything with with that blade, and it, it's a good clipper for a, you know a for kid goats, b for young children who are learning to clip. Um, it's also you know it's a good one though when Jenna and I say, oh, we've got to clip eight does. Because we got a show next week, not next week, but the week after next, and we're trying to get ready, or even next week, or that dough you forgot to clip. Um, what will happen is we've got those, and Jen will take those to a uh, to the feet and legs, the sometimes the belly, the tail mm-hmm. head, and the head. Then. We've also got a good old set of uh, Oster Clipmasters. How do you um, like those? Because I've, I've been looking at those. Well, we've got the one with a variable speed on it. Mm-hmm. So I can slow it right down. I can put it, you know, full speed. I grew up clipping those. Um, you know, I think it's super with- hot, though. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Okay. When I get clipping with those, um, you know, they're great for body. Um, I grew up, clip, I said, you know, clipping with them such that I could clip an entire animal, feet, legs, head, the whole thing with a, a set of those. Um, you do have to oil them frequently. Uh, I usually depending on what I'm hearing, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, 
I'm either oiling or I'm doing cool lube. I try not to use only cool lube. You'll burn out your blades and you'll mm-hmm. find yourself uh, with hot blades really quick. You really need to keep actual, like a three in one oil or blade oil yeah. on them. Um, and a cool lube is just a really uh, temporary effect. Really, you got to keep them lubricated with yeah, the oil. If- what I use the cool loop for is if it's a, uh, it's like oh I have one leg left, um, let me just yeah. spray some cool loop on it and get it done and then, you know, let them cool off and oil keep, them up and it, clean them. Keep in mind, you know, cool loop is nice and a lot of people you try to use it instead of oil, mm-hmm. and that's not how these machines were made. It the Andes or even the Osters, um. You, you've got to have good old-fashioned oil. Three-in-one oil, bl- blade oil. Yeah, uh, it's like three bucks on Amazon for a decent amount. So, And, and you use like drops at a time. Yeah. Um, now, you know, you, you, get, you stay on top of those. If People Keep laugh. Keep them clean, periodically. too. Periodically, I'll take the blade. I'll put it right on my arm. If it's too hot for me, it's too hot for the animal. Exactly. Um, but what we'll do is I will be doing bodies, necks, you know, sometimes bellies with those. And then Jen will also be doing, uh, feet, you know, feet, legs, heads. And between the two of us with her doing that and me with the oysters, we can get two animals done in an hour. Um, because she'll do the head and legs. When she's done, she'll give that animal to me. And by then, I've got the body all done, and she can finish up, you know, the animal that way. So, yeah, you know, in four hours, we can have eight animals done. I think our first time clipping goats was with my my little cousin, who's not very little anymore. She's becoming a, an older young lady, grown up. Beautiful. I, and... I know. I love. I laugh whenever you call her a, a little cousin. Uh, well, she's uh, always I know who you little cousin, you know. Um, so, our first time clipping was for Dutchess County Fair, and how many did we bring that year? Tierney thirteen. Yeah. We we were. We brought, <laughs> we brought we brought what we bred, right? Everybody but the bucks, and well, we didn't have bucks then. Um, but we brought everybody, and we're like, well, we can't leave just one goat in the barn, so let's bring everybody. So. We had a bunch of juniors, a bunch of seniors, um, and we never clipped before. So I was like, hey, can you come help me and teach me? And she goes, yeah. So she came over uh, with her mom, and it was, Tierney was working. It was me, her, and her mom, and we had a pop-up tent and two stands, and it was about a million degrees that day, uh, just the worst. Uh, it was August heat because the fair is in August, um, and we sweated our butts off, and it took us eight hours, but we got it done, and I learned how to do it, and never had to ask for help since. But man, <laughs> I, I the I was so appreciative to have my my little cousin uh, come and teach her older cousin how to do something, and and you know that's something that I'll always cherish that moment as far as uh my goat journey goes of having that moment with my cousin 
and her mom and it was we celebrated the end of the day by dipping in the pool and <laughs> cooling off and and it was it was a neat time so i would say uh if you haven't learned how to clip a goat folks um and you need somebody to teach you uh hopefully you have a mentor uh there's also awesome youtube videos if you don't have anybody uh, that can really help you learn how to clip a goat um the right way um and honestly if if you are still lost message me and i'll be happy to talk you through my process I'm not, or yeah, ornate. Uh, I'm not the I mean, best what, clipper in the world, but my animals look decent in the ring. Uh, they don't look like hairy messes with lots of long hairs hanging everywhere. So I'm doing a halfway decent job, I'd say. Unless it's a fuzzy show. Unless it's a fuzzy show, which <laughs> if, if you need help with that, uh, needs the go-to because I've never clipped for a fuzzy show. I just use tens on everybody, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> My bucks are well, naked right now. <laughs> get them coat. Uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have uh, some big either t shirts or or my some of my old sweatshirts to put on them because looks like the coldest day is gonna be for Saturday. So when I'm transporting them or if it's still cool in the barn, they'll be wearing my stuff. Plus, yeah, you know it's it's like you know this is a head to head fight against the Acadia, so. Uh, Orion's uh, gonna have his his uh, robe on for the fight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you got your goats clipped. You figured it out and got it done. Uh, when do you generally uh, tattoo the goats, Nate? Do you? You're supposed to wait until like the day of the show or the day before, right? No. Oh. So we're gonna go <laughs> back in time here. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk about tattooing. Under normal conditions, ideal conditions, you want to tattoo your juniors. Okay, animals under a year old. And we're talking ears and tail lips for tattooing, folks. Yes, yes. Um, you want to tattoo them far enough in advance that if you're doing talking, and I'm talking juniors, really, I'm t just talking juniors. Mm -hmm. Um, far enough advance that you can, you ha you don't have to worry about what happens if you have to wipe the ear clean, mm -hmm. which you should. The judges really don't want to, you know, you're like, where's, where's the wipe? Is there, you know, if you, if they're having to read a tattoo and a freshly tattooed ear, they're not going to be happy. Um, so, uh, you know. If you're going to tattoo a kid, you know, do it like a few days before the show. A few. Enough such that those things can start healing up. Now, that being said, I will say that there are times, it happened to me last week, where you're not expecting to, to send an animal to the show. And all of a sudden, you've got this junior animal that's going to be in the show ring. Um, and... It's not tattooed yet. Um, so I'll say last week I tattooed a doe kid the night before the show. Yeah. However, you want to know what my only saving grace is, is that you didn't show it. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's not my saving grace. It oh, would have okay. been better if I'd shown it. Um, no, is that it was not, I didn't tattoo it at the show. So for 12 to 15 years, I was superintendent down here at our local county fair. And it, there was one thing that it bugged me more was that people would show up at a show and be like, Hey, can I borrow your tattoo kit? That's in the wrong time to be tattooing a, an animal, any animal. Unless there's something like, can I borrow your tattoo kit? We just checked the tattoo on this, though. And, you know, we need to, I don't, even then, it's the wrong time to be t- tattooing is at the show or the right. day of the show. Um. If you've got a junior you were not expecting to take to a show and suddenly you have it in the show ring or you're going to be taking it to the show, at least do it the night before. Preferably a few days prior. Uh, I ended up in the doghouse, long story short. (laughs) My wife took that little doling into the show ring down there in Troy, PA. And... Yeah, she she got junior champion, which meant her ears had to be tat, had to be red, um, and the judge was not too happy with my poor wife for having a, a doe kid with fresh tattooed ears. How they even um, read those? They 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 had to they had to wipe them clean. Luckily, the ink had gotten into the tattoo, so the tattoo was legible. Um, and the reason I'm in the doghouse is my wife had gone in the show ring with show whites. She came out with show greens because mm-hmm. we use green ink mm-hmm. and her t- show whites are green still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, you better buy her some new, uh, show whites there, buddy. Uh, we're working on it. We're figuring something happy, out. Happy mother's day. Here's some show whites. <laughs> um, uh, but so, so we tattoo you. But bottom line, tattoo them beforehand, right? I, you know, we, we tattooed juniors today. Uh, there's a show Saturday. I'm bringing two buck kids just because, quite frankly, I'm hoping somebody sees how nice they are and wants to buy them, right? Uh, so they're tattooed, even the experimental who won't even be showed, um, and then you know the the doe kids go. Next week, and here's where my saving grace is with tattooing them ahead of time, is I'm tattooing everybody. I always do the farm tattoo first because I only have one set of pliers. Next year, we're going to have two sets because I'm tired of doing this. Uh, That's what we do. We have two, put the farm tattoo in one, and it never comes out. Right. So we tattooed all the kids first time because we put them in one of our stalls, tattooed them all with the farm logo. Or farm logo, <laughs> the the far farm herd tattoo, um, and then grabbed each one and did the whatever N one N two. Well, I grabbed one, and I was like, "There's Thea. Let me grab Thea." And you, I'm going in this stall, and there's kids jumping all over me, and I'm trying to get them, and they're being silly, and so I grab who I thought was Thea, and I don't know why because it's totally easy to tell them apart. If you're just paying attention a little bit, and I tattoo quote unquote Thea with N1, 
And then I get to N5, which is supposed to be a different animal, and I grab Thea. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, wait a minute. I'm looking at my paper. I'm like, let me pull up. I don't have my registrations in front of me. Let me pull up adga.org. Let me look at my currently owned list. Let me look down. I'm like, yeah, Thea's uh, supposed to be N1. And I just tattooed busy N1. I'm like, great. So I tattooed Thea N5, which is what busy is supposed to be. And now I have to call Adga, which is going to be my job tomorrow, apparently. Call Adga, get through, hopefully, and explain the situation. Send in those registrations fast, um, hoping that if I explain it on the phone, they can fix it and send me stamp duplicates while I those are getting mailed out to them. Uh, prior to them receiving those registrations. That's going to be the ideal situation. They're probably going to say, well, no, we need those registrations in hand. Uh, but either way, I have, tomorrow's Wednesday, I have a week and a half to get those to them. If I tattooed the night before the show or the day of the show, oh, I'd yeah. be done. I'd be done. And both those those are gorgeous. And they would have been the worst. So uh, I'm lucky that I was at least able to get them tattooed now and have time to correct that issue. And it should be correct, no problem, by Agus, since I was smart and didn't tattoo them both and one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so make sure, especially if you have colored breeds, just make sure you're paying attention. I don't know how I missed it. In fact, Thea, I didn't even give her the her tattoo. She must have been, like, hiding under the corner or something. I don't know. I, I pulled her out, and I'm like, she has nothing. <laughs> so I had to give her my herd tattoo and the wrong, the wrong now going to be correct tattoo. Uh, just a big rodeo. So if you have colored breeds or even any other breed, just pay attention. <laughs> Don't do what I just did. That was like the biggest yeah. rookie mistake you can make. <laughs> so you've got these kids tattooed, hopefully before the show, so you're not ending up like Jen and being green all over and looking like the Grinch who stole Christmas. And uh, by the way, folks, you get that green on you, baby wipes, gets it right off. Oh, rubbing uh, alcohol too. Dude, I'm telling you, baby wipes, even better than rubbing alcohol, right, Tierney? Even the vet said it. Even the vet said it, she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, by the way, we've had our vet come out for vet check, which we're about to... To, we're going to talk about in a second uh, for health certificates, and she she wasn't happy that the kids were green still. Uh, luckily, they were healed, so was, we were able to clean them and you know just get that extra green off. But she was like, "Wow." Um, so anyway, if you're going to a show out of state, Nate, the responsible thing, and most shows, all shows should. But most shows should be checking if you're an out-of-stater that you have a health certificate. Uh, each state is different. I know Connecticut. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the Spring Flame oh, yeah, Connecticut Bruce show. Bruce and TB? Yeah, 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 you got TB and Bruce Lewis or whatever. Um, you have to get them tested. So each state yeah. has different demands as far as what they allow to come in. Uh, Connecticut is very... Uh, stringent, uh, which is why now that I think of it, that a lot of Connecticut breeders 
don't have out-of-state competition because nobody wants to go in because they're not going to test their herd for one show. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. I refuse. <laughs> yeah, a, well, a no. If you know you're going to travel and you know you're going to go out-of-state for a bunch of these different shows, it does make sense to get yourself to find out what are the health requirements for the states around you, the shows mm-hmm. you want to go to. Um yeah, like yeah. Jersey uh, is a show we're looking at, and that show, you just need a health certificate that shows, you know, proof that an event looked at them and they're healthy. That's it. And th- no interstate CVI? Or do they well, yeah, you have to have a health CVI. Yeah, you have to have a health certificate. The interstate, so, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most states will require the interstate CVI. Um, you know, I know some club shows, they... Um, each, they may have their own health requirements. Um, so I would say would check what state you're going to, what show you're going to, what right. the health requirements are. Um, even if you're, and, even if you're going to a county fair, like Dutchess County Fair, we have to have health certificates for all yeah, our animals yeah. and they get checked. Uh, so you just need to make sure you're, like I said before, reading those rules and figuring out if you're out of state if it's a county fair, if it's for some reason has very stringent rules, uh, go ahead and read those rules and make sure that you're doing it all. I mean, I scheduled for my vet to come out in a couple weeks because we're going out of state. So, well, just, and it may not necessarily be out of state uh, county fair rules. I know, like for example, uh, like Onondaga County has their own, you know, more strict health rules for livestock than mm-hmm. I think any other county in the state. And yeah. it just so happens that that's where the New York State Fair is. And so yeah. a lot of the health health requirements now for human and for animals are more strict than the state level. Yeah. Well, um, we're not going to have to worry about State Fair in New York this year because they're not having any livestock exhibitions. So As of, as of right now, no. Right. As of today, they had a meeting. They did. As of today. Mm-hmm. As of today, there are no shows, no competitions, and the barns are closed. Yeah, but you know, you can go to a Yankee game, no problem. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't think anyone's going to argue with you there. Uh, um, so Other than yeah. going to watch the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Who'd want to do that? Uh, tyranny, but not me. Oh. <laughs> boo, boo Yankees, boo, go Braves! Uh, so you got your you got your goats, <laughs> you got your goats clipped, you got them tattooed. Uh, when are you, you doing went the health check? Yeah, when you when went the health check at the show? The show is going. Well, no, getting hold on. Showing. You're getting ahead of yourself. Hold on. Am I? Yeah. What about? I'm, going, I'm looking at notes. Uh, so am I. What about hooves, buddy? Oh, you you jumped them. Yeah, I I I go around, buddy. I I I, I travel with everything. You know, it's a fluent thing. Just because it's not on paper doesn't mean it's uh, set in stone. Okay, well, so okay, we're gonna go back to hooves before we get to shoving. Yeah. Um. Honestly, we 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 kind of do a rolling hoof trimming. Through the year. So, I 
check yeah, their hooves if they don't need to be trimmed. Uh, I check the week before, right? I'm not going to do it the day before and then you get a sore spot and then you're does limping or bucks limping. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I check the week before, trim them if they need to be trimmed. I leave a little bit of heel if need be, uh, depending on how their feet are. Um, you know, there's different ways you can trim a hoof to make their feet look a little bit better. Yep. Um, so I've got that and, uh, yeah, I don't touch them after that unless they need to. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's what, I mean, but we do that kind of as a hopping on the sand or we're pulling them out to look at this. It's like, oh, should, should do your hooves now. Just right. try to keep them, try to keep up on them. Um. So you're not yep. spending 20 minutes per animal clip, you know, trimming their hooves. Right. Or knocking off an inch of hoof, you know, yeah. to get them back to where they should be. Yep. Um, you know, so with hooves for us, we're, we're, we're usually trying to just stay on top of that anyway. So, that, I mean, yes, you've got to look at the hooves. You've got to make sure they're trimmed. It's so, not much more embarrassing to have this beautiful doe or buck and having nasty hooves. Exactly. Now, you've gone through all of the rigmarole that we've just talked about, right? You've registered for your show, blah, 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 yada, yada. Um, you've listened to our podcast called What's in the Box as far as what you need to bring for your uh, show ex- experience. Um so now you've listened to that. You've got all the goodies packed away. Got all your snacks. What's the biggest thing that drives you nuts when it comes to getting ready to start a show? People, people signing in. Nuts. Yeah, people signing in late, like showing up last second, like a minute before they're about to start. Oh, you mean to... getting to the show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well... Yeah. Well, people people coming in and they're like, "Oh, I have last minute registrations. I just got here. Here's here's my book. Oh, wait, wait, the other book. Let me go grab that in the truck." Everybody got to remember to bring your book. That was in you the You got to bring your book. That was in the that was in the last ep- the the what's in the box episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember. Don't forget that book. Like super super late so registration. <laughs> exactly. Super late registrations. I've seen that so many times. Ugh. Yeah. Because over half of the teams in our area, like they go first usually. I've seen that so many times. It's it's crazy. In fact, I've seen where you know it's related to that to being late, where people have been like, "Oh my goodness, we left it at home. It's fifteen minutes away." Well, mm-hmm. fifteen minutes to them turns out to be forty-five. Um. And then, you know, they're getting there 45 minutes late. Um, you know, get to the show on time. It's going to give you time to figure out where to set up, to where to park, where to unload, where to put your animals, um, yeah. to check in, get registration checked in. Yeah. And you know what? I don't... You can then find where the coffee is or... Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I don't like waking up at 4 a.m. and hitting the road ASAP as much as the next person, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, this weekend we'll be on the road by 5. 
and uh, we know that we usually go through go through Leonian and McDonald's about six, and get to <laughs> Altamont about seven or seven fifteen, um, and then we get set up. Um, you know, related to this is listen to your what listen and watch the show a little bit to pay attention to what's going on in the show show rings as much as it's annoying for people showing up to the show late mm-hmm. i would say to me actually the next most annoying thing is the people who come into the show ring late routinely yeah they're always late to getting into the show ring and i think we mentioned that last week yeah, you know, well, not last week, but in the What's in the Box show. We, we won't get into yeah. that episode because we, we've discussed that already and encourage our listeners to uh, go back and listen if you haven't. Um, it was a really fun episode uh, discussing everything uh, as far as getting ready yourself and equipment-wise for a Dairy Go show. Um, but I think we've covered pretty much everything on this episode as far as what to do beforehand, how to get your animals ready. Um, now, remember, this is a fun thing, right? These shows are supposed to be fun. As much as we'd love to win ribbons every single time, uh, myself included, wouldn't it be grand? Um, really, your expectation should be just to be able to show your animals, see how they stand up against the competition, and it should be a learning experience for you and a fun experience to be around your dairy goat friends. And... Uh, you know, just soak it in. It's, it's, it's 2021 and it's new year. And last year, most of us didn't get to show. So, um, you know, knock the rust off and have fun. You know, and I'd say, uh, be patient with each other a little bit. Maybe as much as I say, you don't be late to the show ring. If you know somebody who's got two breeds, you know, they should still be paying attention. Just realize, you know, I, I say it almost uh, too much, but we're all in this together. Yep. You know, we're all kind of family. So, yeah, you know, I guess that's ha- – I, I agree with John. Have fun. I mean, if if you can't have fun, why are we doing this? So, um, yeah, for many of I us, agree. we've been through hell this winter, and this is the fun. Let the fun begin. Exactly. Uh, so, folks um, – I think it's a good spot to wrap up. If you guys are in the Altamont or at the Altamont Buck Show extravaganza this weekend, Nate and myself will both be there. Um, don't hesitate to stop up and say hi. We're just normal people, just like everybody else. We just happen to like talking about goats all the time. Uh, so stop in, you know, stop up and say hi. We might even like do a little bit of uh, recording uh, at the show and have that be next week's episode. Um, that could be a lot of fun if we can pull some people in and just talk about goats with them. Yeah, we should be be able to figure something out. Yeah. Um, anything else to add, bud? No, I think we're good. Sweet. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. I know it's a late one. Uh, we're a couple days late, but I appreciate everybody's understanding again. Um, and hey, if you happen to be on Facebook, we're Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast on Facebook. We have a page there. We're on Instagram, uh, which is Ringside underscore podcast. So we just started that up last week. 
Uh, and if you want to, I don't really like asking for, for ratings or anything like that, but if you feel like uh, rating and leaving us a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, have that. Um, we'd love to hear back from you guys. We always love the feedback. Um, so yeah. Everybody, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John. That's Nate. Good night. Have a great day. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.